Testing. 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 Boy, Happy Friday, boom and grow, y'all. That's not going to be a thing. <laughs> I just love it, and I'm, I don't care. Anyways, um, you've made it to episode three of Boom and Grow podcast. This one is falling in the same theme as our last two. So talking about relationship with God, it's the beginning of a new year. Not only that, it's 2021, um, 2020's evil stepsister. It's the last <laughs> days. So we need to have a strong relationship with God. Um, and if you look around in scripture, um, everything that's happening is foretold. And I think one thing with the prophecies that show the change in the world, we're encouraged to grow closer to God. So that's kind of why we're doing these, these first few episodes in that theme. This week we're talking about falling in love, but with scripture. (laughs) Um, So yeah. So we're going to start with the icebreaker. Um, Okay, so it's going to sound noisy, but that's because they have a bag of M&M's. So I'm going to get my sisters both to take out um, just like one. Just one? M&M. And -hmm. based on the color, I'm going to ask you a question. Ooh. Just one. Yeah, just one. Mm-hmm. Or I don't know how many times I'm going to do it. Sure. Okay, Could so... I do two? Sure. Yeah. I want two M&Ms. You have, yeah. <laughs> you have to say what color you Okay. I took out a blue and a red M&M. Okay. So, blue. Oh, okay. How about J? Yeah. Take yours first. I have a blue and a green M&M. Okay. Should I do it? Okay. Mm-hmm. Just do it. No, I took three. Okay. So... I have a, an orange one and a brown one. Okay, so Ari, you're going to go first. Mm-hmm. Share with us the best part of your week so far. Ooh. Um, best part of my week. Honestly, it's kind of lame, but just like finding new revelations in scripture, I guess that falls. No, it's not lame. Honestly, it's not. And it falls in line <laughs> with this whole episode. Um, I was just reading, I don't remember the script right now. It's somewhere in Isaiah. Um, I knew my name was in the Bible and I know it means lioness of God, but I didn't realize that in scripture they use, um, Ariel to describe Jerusalem. I knew, I actually did know that, but I just didn't really like have the verses to back it up. And then I realized also that the word Ariel, like A-R-I-E-L in Hebrew is the same spelling as the word altar. So I was just studying that and found it cool. Hmm. So Janelle, what was the best part of your week so far? So far. I feel like the best part of my week was just finishing this interview this morning. <laughs> like guessing it's out of the way because it has been stressing me or just like been on my mind a lot. Um, so yeah, like I had a pretty big interview today and I got that out of the way this morning. So that was the best part of my week so far and also my iphones in the well it's here but i don't have you it yet you, yeah my new iphone mm-hmm. so it's been a lot it's been a nice road being android android life 
Um, it was all right. What what I'd say is Android's great, but once you go iPhone, you can't go back. That is very true. Uh, so I have or I'm gonna start with my orange, and for the orange one, I have to use an emoji to describe how I'm feeling right now. And I feel like that new emoji that's like the yawn. Oh, like yeah. the mouth. Oh, I don't know. If they have the <laughs> Android, but Sucks. it's Sucks. like an yeah, open mouth and then like a hand on top of the mouth. And that's how I feel. Been really tired today. But, um, Ari, mm-hmm. uh, for your red M&M, what is a favorite from this week? It can be anything. Favorite snack, favorite song. I don't know. Favorite. Hmm. Can I do two things? Sure. Favorite food, or not food, but go-to meal this week has been salad. I'm a copycat. Like, every what little kind sister, of I'm going to get to it. Like, every little sister, I saw Gabby <laughs> making a salad on Monday, and I made it every day this past <laughs> week. But added a few more things. So, um, we have these um, chicken sausages. No, turkey sausages from no, Co- chicken, chicken sausages from Costco, um, but they're feta and spinach yeah. chicken sausages. Um, I always knew Gabby liked them. I do, I like them as well, but I haven't really eaten them as much as Gabby. <laughs> but this week she had toasted one. And then we went to Costco and we got arugula and stuff. So she put arugula on a plate and then put the, the sausages. Um, and then cucumbers, tomatoes. <laughs> but I don't know. Nothing about cucumbers, tomatoes, and arugula is exciting. But when you put a sausage and the 100% pain hot sauce, I was like, ooh, that looks good. <gasps> so I put that every day this week. But I've added mushrooms, which if you didn't know, you could microwave them. You just slice them up. I put some garlic cloves, um, put it with butter and microwave it. Put it on the salad. Mm-mm. It's been really good. And it's actually so filling. Like, yesterday, my stomach was so distended after I ate that. And I eat a lot of food. Probably just because it's, like, fiber and you need to poop. Yeah, true. That too. That too. But, like, I have a big appetite and I felt full and I went to bed. Not immediately after, but yes. Another favorite is a song I found. Um called dwell i'll tell you who it's by dwell by j todd it's in my devotion playlist um and i've been playing every morning when i wake up to just kind of like push me to pray a little bit more i mean like i pray when i wake up but sometimes it's just like thank you jesus for today thank you for taking my control today blah but like that song really just allows me to like set the mood mood and pray a little bit more i like that song it's a good song dwell by j todd Okay, Jay, for the green M&M, share something with us that you're missing, particularly today or this week. I, the best answer I have is I'm missing my family in Jamaica. I'm right here. (laughs) My family in Jamaica. I'm joking. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's fair. Mm -hmm. I think we can all agree to that one. And then the last one is me. I have brown and... I am going to share a recommendation. I just found this app um, called Dwell. I don't know oh if God, you guys Dwell. have heard about it before. My but it's called Dwell. It's like a Bible app, but audio Bible. Oh. Yeah, and it's free. It's free? Yeah, oh, I just found it this week. And, like, you can Do listen you to... Nice you can listen to just, like regular audio bible or narrated audio bible kind of like the dvd or not um, the dvd the, the, the experience yeah. and then you can also choose background sounds to 
the audio bible well, like if you want nature oh. gabby so, loves so, the sound yeah, of rain check it That's, out what's about dwell dwell For cool sure. mm-hmm. I don't, well we'll see if they have it on android <laughs> <laughs> but anyways we are gonna begin the podcast today uh like ariel said we're talking about falling in love with scripture and to start off the discussion uh we're just gonna start with <laughs> sorry sorry we're gonna start off by talking about why we should even read the bible and study scripture in the first place and the honestly the first reason why we should even be engaging in scripture reading is for the simple fact that we are instructed to i love using scripture to back up what i say Mm -hmm. so i'm just like i mean you can search the scriptures and find over and over and over different um, authors that speak to reading the word or meditating on it or studying it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just going to share a few. So Deuteronomy 6 verse 4 to 9 says, and this is in the Amplified Version, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is... Sorry. <laughs> I'm quote- I was going to quote from the King James Version. Oh, yeah, I realized. Um, the Lord is our God. The Lord is one. The only God. You shall love the Lord with, oh my gosh. Okay, sorry, I can't read. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and mind and with all your soul and with all your strength, your entire being. These words which I am commanding you today shall be written on your heart and mind. Mind. You shall teach them diligently to your children, impressing God's precepts on their minds and penetrating their hearts with his truth and shall speak of them when you sit in your house and when you walk on the road and when you lie down and when you get up mm-hmm. and you shall bind them as a sign on your hand forearm and they shall be used as bands frontals frontels let's oh my gosh whatever um on your forehead you shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates so that's a very loaded scripture but if you get anything from that scripture you should realize that at least like in the days of the israelites they put a premium on knowing god's word to the point where Mm -hmm. they actually physically had um i forget how our mom used to describe it but basically like bracelets that Mm -hmm. they would wear either on their like an allergy bracelet but with the scripture yeah that's actually such a good analogy Mm -hmm. janelle i don't know if you heard that but janelle said like an allergy bracelet like if you had a peanut allergy kind of like that but with scripture and they'd also put it on their forehead like it it was like a constant reminder to be dwelling um on the written word of god Mm -hmm. um and the word of God hasn't changed from then. So the same kind of energy and same kind of reverence for the word of God that they had in those days should be um, mimicked. We, we Yeah, we should match that That's energy. Facts. And like, I will be honest and say that sometimes, like I've, I'm mm-hmm. not there yet, but mm-hmm. I do desire to be at that point. But anyways, next scripture, Joshua 1 verse 8, the book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it for then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success formula for success yeah it's honestly impossible without the formula for everything well yeah Mm -hmm. but um yeah like ariel's gonna say the formula for godly success is first 
knowing the word of God and then Mm -hmm. being obedient to that word. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's all there is to it. And then the last scripture is Proverbs 4, verse 20 to 22. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Like, wow. Hopefully that's kind of inspiring you enough. But if not, I'm going to continue. Why else (laughs) should we read the Bible and study scripture? Because the word is our foundation. John 1 verse 1 says that in the beginning, the word was God. Mm -hmm. So the scripture is the tangible and physical manifestation of God himself. Mm -hmm. So really, when we talk about falling in love with scripture, we're talking about falling in love with God. There's no way that you can say that you love God yeah. and want to be in relationship with him if you're neglecting engaging in a way or engaging in studying the word of God which is a manifestation of who he is in 100%. His um, Romans 10 verse 17 Ariel mentioned it in the hearing from God uh, podcast episode 2 faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God so if we want to grow in our faith if we want to grow in our relationship with god how are we going to do that Mm -hmm. through engaging in the word of god and reading it um so hopefully maybe this analogy will help some people but i was just thinking about the way that we approach our relationship with god um, and how that compares to the way that we approach like our physical relationships with our friends or romantic relationships and when if you're approaching a new relationship or when you're in a healthy relationship you everyone knows that you prioritize getting to know that person and you make a conscious effort hopefully if it's a healthy relationship to continually learn about that person like in a new relationship uh often it's very common for us to ask our mutual friends like what do you know this person yeah tell me about Mm -hmm. this person or if you don't necessarily have mutual friends, um, you might go on social media and try to learn more about them through their online presence. Or um, when you're actually coming down to having like conversations with that person, you're asking them about themselves, and mm-hmm. you're you know you're engaging in conversation um, that will help you understand more about them. So mm-hmm. if we do that in our natural relationships why like we should be doing how can we expect anything from our relationship with god if we're not doing that in our relationship with god so what would that look like it would well we know that the word of god reveals god his character and his nature so we should be actively seeking out Mm -hmm. the word of god and engaging and delving into scripture so that we can learn more about him like if we really want to build a relationship with him hopefully that makes sense but even going to your analogy about the relationships when you're asking someone that you like if you're in a new relationship and you're asking all the questions or whatever it's never like oh i need to wake up today and i need to ask the questions like it's it's never seen as an onerous task and i'm pretty sure a lot of people who are in relationships you probably have to think did i do that and you remember yes you did you can't even remember it because it's something that felt natural to you Mm -hmm. and it's all because it stemmed from a place of love Mm -hmm. so Or or interest yeah like yeah, maybe not love, because you don't... I don't know. I don't, I'm not in a relationship, so Janelle's the expert. But yeah, it's all sent from a place of interest. Yeah, among us. Um, so just that's kind of something you should keep in mind. Like, if you're feeling like scripture is 
reading it is like oh my gosh just kind of reflect on this analogy Gabby said and it's not you're not gonna wake up um tomorrow and be like oh man I'm gonna read the bible for 12 hours straight (laughs) I I, would be shocked if you did I mean kudos to you but also that's not wise either Mm -hmm. but like with any new relationship things take time but you're heading in the right direction if you're starting to see more of a hunger for God that's all I wanted to say so now I guess another reason that you would want to spend more time in the word is apart from the fact that you need to do it is that there is wisdom in the word of God and I guess maybe a lot of Christians and maybe more like modern day more millennials and Gen Zers might think like oh like is the word of God just even applicable today like Mm -hmm. it's outdated Um, is it really relevant Mm -hmm. but it is 100% relevant and timely and just it will forever be timeless like it is timeless Mm -hmm. and if it's a reflection of God and if it is God actually as Gabby said in John 1 verse 1 God is the same yesterday today and forevermore Mm -hmm. and he does not change his word will not change and the things that he he was talking about thousands of years ago are still applicable today mm-hmm. and if you think about it like it's kind of silly to think that it's outdated because there's so many other religions and there's so many other just like in general philosophy books they draw yeah. from they draw from ancient teachings and a lot of the things that we talk about today are drawn from ancient teachings and it's still very much applicable i just talked about ethics if if you don't think ethics is outdated you can't think the bible is outdated because like like you're saying theories and concepts ethical frameworks are so old like they're pretty much like i don't know i'm not gonna say a year but also a lot of ethical frameworks are built upon the bible the human like the morality of humans Mm -hmm. and the fact is i think we mentioned this before god gave every single human being a conscience and a lot of the teachings and the stories and the proverbs, not just in the Bible, like um, in other, you know, cultures, mm-hmm. they draw from that and that will never change. Like we're the same humans have, yes, we've evolved in technology, but essentially we are flesh and blood. We have the same emotions, mm-hmm. the same kind of desires. And so the stories and the word of God, like the same lessons that you can draw from that then like years ago are still applicable now. So, scripture does give us tools to live in this world. Second Timothy 3 verse 16 says, Every scripture is God-breathed, given by his inspiration, and profitable for instruction, for reproof and conviction of sin, for correction of error and discipline in obedience, and for training in the righteousness, in holy living, in conformity to God's will in thought, purpose, and action, so that the man of God may be complete and proficient, well fitted and thoroughly equipped for every good work. So if you didn't believe me, there it is in scripture that <laughs> scripture applies to everything. And actually a very good one like for practicality is like if you've never read the book of Proverbs, go read the book of Proverbs. Oh, that's such a That's good a, probably a good place to start for mm-hmm. if you think that maybe things might be too abstract um, or it might be a little bit hard to kind of apply. Mm-hmm. Proverbs is a great one. Like honestly... It's quite simple, and um, you can take a lot of good gems from that for everyday living. Uh, What are some examples of biblical principles that we can apply in our day-to-day lives? Anyone? Hmm. Um, I just thought of, like, I remember 
I can't remember when I first learned this, but I think it was in school, the golden rule. Um, do unto others as you... I'm speaking in tongues. <laughs> do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. Um, that is like biblical and in line with God's principles and teachings. What else? I'm trying to think of another one. Can you think of one? Um, that's a classic one that everyone uses. Yeah. Um, true. one that like every day. Actually, the one I was thinking of was more just in terms of like excellency and doing things well. Oh, yeah. Um, there's tons of scriptures in the Bible that talk about excellence. Colossians. Uh, Colossians three twenty three. Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. So not working mm-hmm. for author's validation or approval but working so that god will actually be pleased with your level of work which is it that's what the whole a, self um it's great to that do movie? that i think instead of relying on man's like, um version because you're not gonna then be dependent on man's praise mm-hmm. which is something that can be very detrimental and then um show yourself in all respects mm-hmm. to be a model of good works and in your teaching show integrity and dignity that's titus 2 verse 7 so maybe yeah there's many proverbs. scriptures but that's just oh the, here's an example from proverbs proverbs 22 verse 29 do you see a man skillful in his work he will stand before kings he will not stand before obscure men so basically saying like men who are skillful in their work mm-hmm. they're the ones who will be promoted mm-hmm. essentially and then um there's a verse in proverbs i don't have it open but i'm going to paraphrase mm-hmm. um about praise from a fool is actually an insult and praise oh, yeah. for, i mean yeah. praise yeah right praise from a fool is an insult and then an insult from whatever i don't know but that part is <laughs> good <laughs> i was gonna say something else you. oh my god no Anything um, for you, Gabby, while Ariel thinks. <laughs> I, um, one principle that I, I think I mentioned this in the first episode that I started being more intentional about incorporating in my day to day life is committing my works to the Lord. Um, and that's from Proverbs 16, verse 3. Roll your works upon the Lord, commit and trust them wholly to Him. Why? Because he will cause your thoughts to become agreeable to his will so that your plans will be established and succeed. Oh, probably. So like putting God first. Yeah. There, you'll never go wrong with putting God first. That's also Matthew 6, 33. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was just going to say Proverbs 4, verse 5. Get skillful in godly wisdom. Acquire understanding. Actively seek spiritual discernment. Mature comprehension and logical interpretation. Do not, do not forget nor turn away from the words of my mouth. Um, that's something that we need more than ever to seek wisdom and not just like man's wisdom, but godly wisdom. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I like that verse because it says the fruit of godly wisdom is maturity, um, logical comprehension. Because sometimes we're like, yeah, I'm wise. Like God gave me his wisdom. But you see people gallivanting and acting foolish or not being mature. Um, so that's like a good principle to just like you can reflect and see if you line up to what that verse is saying. Use as a benchmark, benchmark. A measuring stick, whatever the word is. Another reason we should study the word, and maybe one that's sometimes forgotten in conversations about scripture. Like, I I just remember um, in previous Sunday school classes, or even just, like, church services and seminars, 
it was always like study the scripture but it was never like study scripture because god is amazing and you're going to be blown away when you read it or study the scripture because as you ask god to give you a heart for him you're going to fall in love with scripture or study the scripture because of x y and d it was just study the scripture and it's like wow <laughs> you win you're great like i love write a thesis you do great i love the supporting arguments um but this is one that sometimes i well i haven't heard anyone really use as an argument point for why we should say the scripture argument point hey, well i mean not argument point but like it's <laughs> just like to promote you to do it persuasion yeah. sorry pers- persuade yeah, mm-hmm. not arguing okay. sorry persuasion um <laughs> english, english. wow <laughs> i graduated from university i promise <laughs> The word is our spiritual weapon, like I said. And if you know... Oh, I didn't? Oh. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I was saying all of that, talking smack about all those things. God is like, you're not even making sense. Anyways, let me come back. Um, So yes, I was saying I have never really... In all the talks about hearing from God and... Not hearing from God. Reading scripture and falling in love with scripture. I haven't really heard anyone really remind and emphasize the point that scripture is... Um, a spiritual weapon and if you have been in church for some time you may have you may know that Ephesians 6 talks about the armor of God Um, and if you're listening now it's not physical armor like we don't wake up and put on you know Knight in shining armor things. It's a Sometimes more. I wish it was literal because it would be so much easier just to like put a piece of garment on. Mm. But anyways. Mm. Um, so Ephesians I'm just going to pull it up. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'd be I'd be sweaty. Oh just just me. So heavy. Can you imagine the pounds you would lose? That's true. Slim fast. <laughs> Physically fit and spiritually fit. Um, DJ Nicholas. Um so Ephesians six verse eleven to eighteen is when the whole concept of the armor of God comes in and basically this is talking about the fact that we're here on this earth but we realize that there's things that are not seen here as much as there's a heaven there's also a hell so if you have angels and you also have demons or um and there will be spiritual opposition um and you'll hear the term war for you so it's talking about the whole armor of God as something that we should put on and like I said you don't wake up and put it on but it's like a analogy and something that um is a reminder to us. So I'll read from verse, where is it? 11? Na, 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 na. Um, this is NLT. I think I'll just do that one today. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. And this is what I was talking about. Um, this is the reason why we need to put on the armor of God. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies. So even though you may think your boss is out to get you and or this friend or this person is out to get you you're not you're not in a fight against that person but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world the unseen world being the things beyond what our eyes can see hence unseen um against mighty powers in this dark world and against evil spirits in heavenly places verse 13 is where it starts to tell you what to put on Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will still be standing firm. Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth and the body of body armor of God's righteousness. For shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you'll be fully prepared. In addition to all of these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet 
And finally, this is the grand finale, take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So I'll repeat that again. It says, take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. I think it's so interesting that in this, you know, the author paints a picture and describes the spiritual armor of God. But it's interesting that it wasn't, oh, the word of God is described as the belt or the word of God. Like, why is it sword? Um, And I, there's several devotionals that are, um, that daddy, our dad has shared with us, or he's definitely taught us about this. Um, But as you can imagine, swords are powerful. Sword, a sword is more powerful than a belt. Um, a sh- sword is more powerful than a helmet or than... Well, it's the only um, actual offensive weapon. weapon that we have. Everything mm-hmm. else is defensive. Mm-hmm. Hey, Jay, that's good. Like Jay said, it's the only offensive weapon we have. So that's really good. Like everything God's telling us to put on is offen- um, defensive. Like we can defend against... I'm kind of like a... Um, a Safeguard, what's the first whatever, it doesn't matter. I was gonna say like it's a first thing. You kind of those things you put on maybe before attacks even happen. And you should also have the sword before attacks happen, but definitely in the face of attack, you have that sword ready. And the sword will do a lot of damage. And the Greek word for sword describes what the um the swords Roman soldiers would use. Um and I don't know, like even if you're not a history geek. I'm sure you know something about the Roman Empire and you know those guys did not come to play. Like, those were the people who wore the helmets. All those, like, Spartan! Like, those movies, those are the guys. And those swords would kill and do destruction. So, that is, like, something um, something so powerful, for lack of a better word, for us to realize the word of God is a weapon, a true weapon that can do damage on the enemy. And Ephesians 6 isn't the only time um, in God's word where he, or where writers describe his word as a sword. Hebrews 4 verse 12 says, for the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. Mm -hmm. Um, And for the longest time, I I found it so hard to like visualize what a two-edged sword looked like. I was like, what? How does a sword have two edges? It's one sword. Like it was so... I, I don't know. I found it really hard to understand until we finally... We have a two-edged sword in our... Not sword. <laughs> not a sword. I don't know where we're going with the sword in 2021. Um, we have a two-edged knife in our kitchen, and that's the one I like to use. And that thing is sharp, let me tell you. Like, both sides... So you have a knife, and both sides are perforated and sharp. So if you're cutting, like, a tomato, and you cut and you're holding the one side, it will cut you. So it's like, serves two purposes, I guess. And I like this verse because it describes God's word as, okay, it's a sword, but not only that, it's a two-edged sword. So if you thought it was powerful before when you heard sword, it's even more powerful. Um, And then this verse, when you look at the Greek meaning of it, it really is a good um, selling point, I guess, for lack of better words, for why it's important to memorize scripture. Because the Greek word for two-edged sword is two-mouthed, implying spoken twice. So... I don't know if that went over your head. Maybe it did, because the first time I read the meaning, I was like, okay, that makes no sense to me. So, two-edited means two-mouth, meaning it's spoken twice. So we know scripture is the breathed word of God. Gabby said, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, the word was God. So God spoke the word. That's when him speaking it once, okay? Now it's in the Bible for us to read different people. He spoke to those writers when they were around writing the Bible, and so they, we have those scriptures. 
So it was powerful when he said it. That's and it did. It's um, severed any sort of you know force of the enemy when he spoke the word of God and it caused demons to tremble. All that stuff. Mm-hmm. Now when we read that same verse he spoke, and we speak it out. So not just reading. I mean, reading the word is good, but when we speak that word out again, mm-hmm. we are coming to the devil with a two-edged sword. So we have it was breathed once from God and breathed again to us. So it's like it's. The word to the exponent to, I guess, that doesn't really make sense, but more powerful. Um, and why I say that it's important, this shows why it's important to memorize scripture is because if the devil is attacking you, you may not be like, oh, hold on, devil. I need to go get my King James Bible from <laughs> the basement and flip through the scriptures. Or even, hold on, devil, I need to go to my phone. Like the Bible on the phone is great. And a lot of people are like, yeah, this is so good. It's better than a hard copy Bible. But even if you're being attacked, it's going to take some time to go to the search feature and search what you want. You need to know the word of God. Like, I can't even tell you the amount of times, you know, when I was younger, I used to be have a lot of nightmares and be fearful going to sleep. And I find that was the time when the devil would just really, like, throw things at my mind. Mm-hmm. And if I didn't know the verse, God is not going to be the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind, I don't think I would have slept. Anyways, so that's what I'm saying. We deny God's word, its full power of a double-edged, deadly sword when we don't speak his word out and note for ourselves mm-hmm. it remains a one-edged sword until we speak it out ourselves so it's still powerful but it, we're denying it of the full power if we don't speak it out again so sorry that was really long i kind of tend to ramble but the word is our spiritual weapon and that's something that i hope after that spiel you really understand and i hope it hit home and kind of stirred something in you to read it more I hope you really do get what she said. <laughs> wow, Jay, it's the subtle. <laughs> no, I'm just conscious of the time, and I don't want it to be too long because I know that you tend to lose people's attention after mm-hmm, a while. Mm-hmm. So I'll just kind of skim through. Um, the word does convict us. That's another reason for us to spend more time in the word. So, are you ever guilty of just reading the feel-good passages or stories in the Bible? Yes. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I'll I'll be the first to admit that. Um that just used to be my go to. Like I'm gonna you know, I'm gonna read a little bit about God's goodness. I'm gonna read miracles. About the miracles, you know. But um yeah. That's not enough. That's not sufficient. We're fooling ourselves if that's our only sustenance. Because we're limiting mm-hmm. the 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 changing power of God in our lives through reading stuff that convict us. Like Jay's gonna continue to talk about. <laughs> okay. Um, yes, it's very dangerous to do that. And I know like obviously it's something that it's feel good, so it's easy for us. The reality is though and I think we've seen this quote or saying multiple places, but if something does not make you uncomfortable, then you are not gonna grow. You are not gonna change. Blooming so, girl, y'all. Yes, it's nice to read the feel good and like a lot of times God might actually you might hear a message or you might read the Bible and he gives you a, a very comforting um, scripture to help you with something that you're going through in that moment. Mm-hmm. And God is a comforter, so he will do that. But God is also, um, the Bible actually says that he chastises those that he loves. Mm-hmm. He chastises his, his children what as would any good parent. And so uh, the scripture actually is... What does chastise mean? Just give it a Just hold on. Okay, sorry. Um... So Proverbs 3.12 actually says, For the Lord corrects those he loves, 
just as a father corrects a child in whom he delights. And that's from the NLT version. Going back to read Proverbs. This is a plug for Proverbs. <laughs> All of his children he cares about and he loves. And so he is uh, wanting to see us get better and to reflect his image. And we can only do that if we're challenged through his word. So it does convict us. Um, what's the verdict on self-help books and the self-improvement move? self-improvement movement <laughs> is there a better way to better ourselves and funnily enough like got gabby was in the spirit like writing this because i literally was doing a devotional and it like touched on this a little bit so i'll just read a little bit of that oh. passage um so this devotional i totally recommend it it's um let me just get the name is that new version? yeah it's on new version it's called becoming a well-watered woman in a parched world Okay, um, but if wow. you're a guy listening, girl, y'all. if you're a guy listening, then also no, no just fear. You're not gonna yeah, you can listen woman. to it. Be a well-watered man. Anyway, um, okay, so it basically says that much of the gardening work happens to us, like we being, like if you look at yourself as a garden. So much of the gardening work happens in the mundane, less than glamorous moments. So the weeding, the cultivating, the tending, you can look at that as all as, you know, God actually teaching and correcting us. In a similar way, our faith doesn't grow just in big moments. It's tended daily in the small, often invisible acts of faithfulness and obedience. The point of being faithful is not to be placed on a pedestal, but to magnify Christ, the perfect one. Um, That when we desire perfection for ourselves in order to be praised by others, we lose sight of knowing Jesus, who is perfect. But the more we seek to know Christ and delight in his perfection, the more we will be changed into his likeness. But that can only come with you reading the word Mm -hmm. and which is his truth. And also it is him, as Gabby mentioned earlier. This doesn't happen overnight. It is a moment by moment, day by day process called sanctification. Mm -hmm. And um, sanctification is a continual thing, as they are alluding to. And conviction happens kind of in the moment, but conviction should lead you to this process of sanctification. I often wish God would hurry up his sanctification sanctification work. <laughs> well, did you write that? So I would no longer have to deal with besetting <laughs> sins and self-centered desires. But okay, God doesn't work on my timetable and he doesn't work in the way I think he should. Mm. So as long as we live on this earth, there will be a gap between the ideal and yes. the real, mm-hmm. the hope for and the happening right now. Mm-hmm. There's a reason that self, the self-help industry is a multi-billion dollar industry. Yep. As human beings, we are starkly aware of our brokenness or fallenness and our failure to measure up we want to do whatever we can to bridge mm-hmm. the gap and become the best version of ourselves and we want to get there as quickly and as effortlessly as possible so we've been wired to desire transformation but where we veer off course is when we look for help healing and wholeness in the wrong places mm-hmm. so it basically continues but how you actually achieve those things actually i think we read a verse earlier that says that we become complete when we spend time in god's word so yes you do need to self-help great like i'm sure you could like get some practical tips from self-help books but the word of god is actually going to give you that complete healing like down to your very core and it will also i just think it's a little bit it's way more effective definitely also your help comes from the lord (laughs) um anything else i'm missing yeah that's pretty much it so i'll Take it away, Gabby. <laughs> okay, so now we're just going to we've hopefully we're we've tried to sell 
um, you know, engaging more into in scripture. But now that we've talked about why we should do it, uh, we're going to just talk about some practical ways that we can increase our love for scripture. Because like Ariel said earlier, it's not something that happens overnight. Um, so does anyone want to share anything that they've done that has helped increase their love for the word of God? Maybe if you just need to like switch up your version, that might be a good way to start. Because so I, I remember like, actually, my mom could probably tell you this story better than I could. But she, when I was younger, she was actually, I think I went to her and was like, you know, I want to read the word, but it's just like, as a kid, it's like, I, this is over my head. I'm not that into it. And so she was like, <laughs> she, I think she, she prayed and um, God led her to um, a book that actually ended up igniting in me like a real love for the Bible. And honestly, it was just a matter of having someone else given in, like not someone else, but having the Bible in a different format mm-hmm. as, a, as a child um, that really helped me. So I do think that maybe switching up your, um, the version, maybe King James version might be a little bit too tricky for you. Um, reading another version might help mm-hmm. because it, it really, like NLT really does a good job, I think, of making the words a lot more like modern day. So that would be my suggestion. Um, just building off of Jay's point, um, mommy has always been good at getting us the resources we needed. Um, in terms of a hard copy Bible, there's a Bible called True Images Bible. It's a Zondervan study Bible in the NIT version. And when I tell NIT? you, <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> new international translation, NIV version, sorry. Um, this Bible is so good. It's a physical Bible and it's thick and it was written you know, like with teen girls in mind, I think I first got to when I turned 12. Um, and even though I'm 21 now, it's still really good. Like this was helpful for me falling in love with scripture because the Bible, this Bible laid out, oh, we're going to, if you're looking for topics, this is what you can find here. And there's different like case studies. I remember, I'll never forget one about eating disorder and it had different real life things like depression, self-harm, and it, it listed those things and um, verses and they took real stories of females who struggled with this and how they overcame with God. Um, so if you, it's called True Images Bible. If you want to look at it, it's really good. I I think it's always good to have a hard copy Bible and it can be harder to read a hard copy Bible than the um, phone app. If you prefer audiobooks, because I know that's a trend now, like do audiobook as well. Like for the yeah. people who have struggles, like actually mm-hmm. reading. Yeah. Just find um, what works for yeah, you. Yeah, find something. That's the number one tip, I would say. Like, find something that works for you. Find something that you can understand very well. And um, then just do it. You can always pray for, like I said before in our last one, never complicate things with God. Um, you can talk to him the way you would talk to others or if you're like Abby and Jay, the way you talk to yourself. Um, and you <laughs> wow. can just be like, God, you know, I love you and I do believe your word is powerful and I do believe this, this and that, but I'm going to need your help for a desire um, for, you know, your word and a change of heart. And that's fine. God is not going to be like, oh, you know what? Nope, not today. He will give you that desire. He gives you the good desires of your heart. And that definitely is a great desire. Mm-hmm. And for me, um, I like praying scripture. So I there's a few scriptures that I pray that I have prayed to help me 
um, increase my desire for God and I continue to pray. Um, two particular ones have been really powerful. I started praying them last year, like during the middle of pan- the, the, the pandemic, sorry. Um, <laughs> Psalms 119 th- verse 37, turn my eyes away. Sorry, I can't read. Turn away my eyes from looking at worthless things and revive me in your way. Um, or revive me in your law in in your words like decrease you don't even need to pray that prayer but just praying lord replace the desires in my heart for a desire for your word or give mm-hmm. increase the my desire to spend time with you over my desire to do other things and another scripture kind of along the same lines is psalm 119 verse 18 open my eyes that i may see wondrous things from your law so that really helped me turn the switch from approaching um reading the bible as a chore and actually delighting in it because i'm looking forward to a revelation from the spirit through reading the word and Mm -hmm. if you're not yeah if you're approaching scripture as something that's like tedious maybe just start off your alone time your quiet time just asking god to reveal himself through your word Mm -hmm. you should honestly be doing that anyway because even if it's a verse you already know yeah because like who are we to think that we can really fully interpret um the word of god like we don't have the capability to understand the mind of christ so um we really should be praying for him to reveal himself to us through his word before we approach the scripture so i would just encourage you to start praying just yeah like Ari said (laughs) (laughs) yeah okay so another practical thing um to increase your love for scripture the reality is nothing in this relationship with god thing is easy and we always have to put in the work period and i know we're talking we're coming from a place now where we have a stronger desire for God and God's word. But all of us can tell you that it took time to get there. It took hard work on our part. It took discipline mm-hmm. and it took diligence um, for us to get here. And we still have such a long way to go. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but I don't want to, like, I don't want you to be, like, tricked into thinking that, if, like, even when, if God, like, it doesn't come like that. Um, and I think a lot of times God wants to see how much we're going to, how serious we are and how much we're willing to put in before actually, like, I can tell you, like, last year, actually, no, I think even from 2018, wait, no, 2019, or I've been praying years and years, like, Lord, I want to be more consistent, I want to be more consistent, and I'm still going to continue that prayer, because I always think you can get better and better, mm-hmm. but, like, I feel like, I feel like God's not answering, and then, last year was like kind of a breakthrough like even though i wasn't um there were moments where i was like not like i was low and whatever like not really consistent overall for 2020 i definitely was and i kept pushing like even though i if i wouldn't feel anything and i was like i'm just gonna keep pushing i'm just gonna keep going and i think god saw that and literally 2021 i just like it's like switched like i literally it's so much easier for me to just consistently spend time in the word and spend a lot more time in the word than I was before. And that was, that's God answering my prayer. And so, yeah, you do need to put the discipline in things like, um, I heard Rick Runner say this, um, no word, no food and you do whatever works for you, but like, um, you don't until you spend some time in the word, then you are not going to eat. You could put rules like that. You could, put reminders in your phone to take time out of your day to read the word 
um, turn on notifications for the Bible app to remind you to engage in scripture or a reading plan. And having an accountability partner can be very helpful when you're first starting off or if you're going through a low patch, like do a Bible study with someone, um, have a, a joint reading plan um, to keep you accountable and also changing your environment. Gabby put here, in other words, getting out of bed. And I'm like, I feel attacked. <laughs> As, is this a personal attack? Um, so no, but if she's right though. Like honestly, I've found that... Um, there are times when it's just like extremely it's more hard to get out of bed and it's like you're just not getting anything done or just like it's harder to communicate with god and it's like you literally just have to like drag yourself to a different place and i've had to do that a few times um so yeah changing your environment as well but be disciplined and practice that diligence and god will reward you he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him I just want to add one quick point, and I will be quick for Janelle's um, peace of mind. But um, she said, have an accountability partner. Another thing that's really helpful to change your whole viewpoint on scripture and really get more intrigued by scripture and, you know, um, find joy in it is talking about scripture with your friends. Because if the only time you have engaged in conversation about scripture is at church on Sunday, it can seem very much like, you know, rules and um religiosity and like this is sacred and you know blah 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 this might be even boring but if you're talking about it with your friends the same way you talk about other things it's like oh this is literally like the bible is relevant to everything you can just have like no one's well even if conversation is too like too hard for you to do or like that's jumping the gun just sharing your scriptures so like you can read a scripture um we do this quite a bit actually with any of our friends really if like you read a scripture and sometimes you feel like whoa i'm just gonna like it's so good like i just have this revelation or just i just want to share it mm-hmm. and we'll share it in a group chat or we'll share it with another person like you can share from the version share that scripture yep. with them mm-hmm. and you never know like a lot of times when some t- like people have shared a scripture with me it's actually prompted me to go like read mm-hmm. so, true, yeah. so just even something as simple as that mm-hmm. and also i think if you what maybe like a barrier to loving scripture is not if you're like uh, approaching scripture reading as something like a task something that you need to check off and you're not never really engaging in that scripture or reflecting on it or allowing it to change your heart and applying it to your life then it's hard for you to value it if you're just passively reading it so i would challenge everyone to just find something that works for you um that will motivate you to not just read the word but to reflect on that and to think about how you can apply that word into your daily life because until you see the changing power of god's word it's hard for you to Mm -hmm. appreciate it and to love it and to value it yeah maybe start with an interesting story sometimes it doesn't always have to be like oh my gosh I'm like a, mm-hmm. in a spiritual revelation and like I'm on Patmos like you know <laughs> it doesn't have to be anything like that like honestly when as a kid I just like fell in love with reading about David and the story like it's just so interesting and I also really liked Bible movies so if that's something that if you're a visual person and you'd love mm-hmm. to um the Bible series is actually really good and quite accurate so you can even like watch the Bible series um and follow along in your Bible like something that isn't um, just something different and creative will actually help as well. Like if you feel like it's just a daunting thing. That's true. 
Um, more creative things you can do. Uh, we already had mentioned it, but narrated an audio Bible. Uh, if you're on the go, or even if you're not on the go, like, I mean, you're listening to a podcast, so you can switch it up. Maybe you can listen to podcasts in the morning, and in the afternoon when you're doing a chore, you can listen to the audio Bible. Um, and Gabby mentioned that app Dwell, that definitely I I will be checking out. I think all of, the, all of you guys listening should as well. There's Bible journaling. For me, I really like making notes and stuff, so what helps me kind of enjoy reading the Bible was having a designated notebook and then I can do my notes in there and I use different colored pens and different highlighters to make it fun because I'm one of those people that like stuff like that or even writing sticky notes of verses on my wall not only was that like creative and like I like the colors of sticky notes but it also helped me memorize the verses as well um, it's not like every day I sit at my desk and I like sit and chat, like not chant, recite them for hours, not chant. Um, but even just like I put them in a place where as soon as I open my door, the verses are on my wall. So even though I may not actually be like sitting down intentionally reading them, as I open my door and see them every day, I'm going, I start to remember the verse. Um, so Bible journey is one. Beginning your quiet time with worship, worship, with worship music is something that I do especially. Um, and most Christian songs, like, I guess you have to be mindful of what you're listening to, but like a lot of the worship songs, if the person is truly engaged and connected, it's based off scripture. So it's a good, just tug, push, not tug, push, nudge in the right direction. Um, and that also goes for the prayer time as well. You can play music and then it just facilitates you into time with God. Um, and then like Jay said, she watched Bible movies, um, the Bible project on YouTube, if you search YouTube, the Bible Project, um, it's really good for visual le- learners because it makes animated contextual video videos that can reference um, that you can reference to guide your scripture reading. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of things you can do. Be creative. Um, God is not when He's saying, "Spend time in My Word." He's not making. It's not one thing He's looking for. Mm-hmm. You know, as long as you have, you come, you leave every time you have. Sort, you're listening, drawing journaling reading as long as you leave with a a greater understanding of who he is and a takeaway from that scripture i don't think he cares that you watched a movie or you listen to audio bible or you read the bible he just wants to see that you're taking the effort and being disciplined and engaged in his word that is true and lastly a practical thing that we do need to do is meditate on the scripture meditate on god's words and i think i mentioned this before yeah i did So one of my goals for this year is to memorize a verse each week. So I did last, last, yeah, I made my goals last week. So then I have one verse. So I have 2 Timothy 4.18 memorized. What is it? And he will deliver the, or me, I use it, I personalize it, but anyways. And he will do, oh yeah, another trick is to personalize, oh wow, personalize the words of God. Mm -hmm. And he will deliver me from every evil work and will preserve me unto his heavenly kingdom for his glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. And so then, and yeah, so for me, that's my personal goal. So hopefully by the end of the year, I'll have 52 scriptures memorized. Hallelujah. Um, and uh, I think it's especially key. And Ariel mentioned it earlier for times of when you, of spiritual warfare when you're being attacked spiritually when you're feeling low Mm -hmm. down and just being able to recall scripture to memory is so powerful because you're not always gonna have the bible ready or 
Um, you might not, sometimes you might know that there's a scripture in the Bible that refers to something, but then you, you just don't remember where it is. Yeah. But if you had had it memorized, then you wouldn't be in that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you can write out a passage of scripture and place it somewhere like Ariel was saying. Um, she uses sticky notes. I have some sticky notes on my wall as well. And um, screenshot a passage from the Bible app and make it your lock screen. Um, you have all these ways to actually like make the Bible as visual as possible in your everyday life. Mm. So you'll pass these scriptures, you'll be able to meditate on it, and you can even memorize scripture as well um, so that you can always keep it tucked away in your heart, which is so powerful. Um, and I mean, hopefully at the end of this podcast, I our prayer is for all of you that something ignites in your spirit that a desire to actually want to spend more time in God's word to know him better through his word and you have this like this motivation kind of like when you want to lose weight or change up your eating habits and like suddenly when you have that motivation it just hits um what I pray or prayer is all of our prayers is that that will happen for you as you're listening to this podcast that something will be lit um you'd be like set a fire kind of to pursue god in his word more Mm -hmm. and i promise you you will not regret it i promise you that like as you do it diligently and you you create habits or you try to set up habits um to spend time in his word every single day that you will reap the rewards and we are looking forward to hearing your testimonies and your stories of how spending time more time in god's word daily and meditating on that word actually um, it resulted in some massive changes in your life that you can share with us mm-hmm. on our Instagram at Bloom and Grow Podcast and also on Facebook, facebook.com slash let's bloom. And you can also email us at bloom and grow podcast at gmail.com. Send us a DM and stay tuned um, on our socials. We'll link everything that we mes- mentioned in this podcast the True Images Bible, the devotional, the song, the app Gab is talking about, all those things. So you definitely, if you weren't wanting to look at our stuff before, now you will. (laughs) (laughs) And we will be coming out again with more create, like just fun stuff on our Instagram. We had a little hitch with our um, uh, devices last week, so (laughs) we didn't get to do what we planned to do, but we will this weekend, um, God's willing. So, you know, look on that on our Instagram for that. And it's Bloom and Grill podcast on Instagram. All right, we'll catch you guys next week, Friday.